Hello, and welcome to episode 90 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are going to participate in some wild, baseless specula- speculation. Wild, baseless, yeah. This is completely our thoughts. These are not uh, not secret rumors that I've heard somewhere. This is, there's not some like Reddit thread that we're uh, bringing to yeah, the world no. right now? Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, do we go deep? Do we go to 4chan? Do we go deep enough? I don't think I've ever been to 4chan. I don't think anyone has ever been to 4chan that's like not crazy. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we, we lose four listeners that are diehard 4chan people. I'm not crazy. Well, um, come back. Come so, back. We need our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, to that one person who listens on SoundCloud. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one listen a week on SoundCloud. Basically, this show is just some listener suggested things. Yeah. Um, if you have some ideas, let us know. Like, again, for the last six months, magic has been in a weird place. And right now we're in this like weird post ban lull where there's no tournaments. Because like Star City is trying to figure out what their tournament series is going to look like. CFB yeah. is getting ready to start their tournament series. And so mm-hmm. there's no events to talk about. So there's really not a meta game. Right. There's and, no like pro level. There's still no paper events. Yeah. I don't know when the like, when's like the weird championship thing happening. I have no idea. Like that's soonish, but yeah. there's, there's basically no, there's no events to kind of like coalesce the meta game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think there's anything about, like, the new cards other than, you know, some weird interactions that we might talk about that, like, kind of warrant, say, like, deep dive into how to, like, optimize, like, right. with the new cards. Like, it's not, like, companion, mm-hmm. right? Like, I kind of did my spiel on why having lands that aren't lands is interesting last week. <laughs> yeah. And then I did it again in the pre-show. I mean, there's there's so many things, people. But... If you have any ideas, please reach out. Like, I know that we have a topic that's sitting around for, like, what to do, like, how to play in store. And, like, we might just wait till we get closer to Wizards letting people play in store. Yeah, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to do this show right now when nobody can even see that far ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I have no idea when Wizards is going to be like, yo, we allow you to use the companion app. Yeah. To uh, <laughs> poorly name, like, how do you have a mechanic that is like perhaps the most hated mechanic ever? Companion. And then you name your app after it. Yeah, like, not good. It could have been the Mythic app, just like everything else. It would have made more sense. Yes, but if you have any like burning questions, things you want us to address, like mm-hmm. bigger theory things, yep. uh, let us know. You can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, Ken, I saw your message. Thank you very much. You can send us an email if you want to. Show at CasualTryhardMTG.com. Don't forget, if you're looking to pick up some singles, use our TCG Player affiliate link. It's TCG.CasualTryhardMTG.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a small sliver of to help keep the show going. I know I contributed quite a bit to it last week. <laughs> If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do that at patreon.com 
slash casual tryhard mtg our patrons get early access to show notes i usually post them the day before the show goes live and they also get access to our pre-show sound check catch up ramblings whatever we feel like talking about we do have a youtube channel it's casual tryhard mtg on youtube mostly it's just another way to get the show out there although occasionally we do do some other sorts of videos uh, we had some content that we did with Juan for um, the Zendikar Rising set release that we put up on there. Occasionally we'll do, you know, a draft or a sealed or something and put it up on there. But for the most part, just another place to catch the show. And we have our Discord. Um, there should be a link in the description. There's a link on Twitter, a link in Facebook. Hop on in there, chat with some like-minded individuals. We have a section for show show ideas. There's a section for just kind of general discussion. There's a finance section for our patrons. Um, there's a freebie section. If you guys still don't have some uh, Zendikar Rising pre-release codes, I still have some of those left that I've been given out. I still also have a few of the Core 21 promo pack codes. Uh, one of my buddies actually hooked me up with a couple more, so I have a few extras as well. Uh, so hit us up in the discord post up in the freebies channel and i'll i'll shoot you one sounds good yep going back to the tcg link Mm -hmm. this has been like one of the most expensive like in paper like standard sets i have like ever been a part of in terms of like the cards that i'm like i need to have these you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just just like the modal double like the fact that you like have to get a play set of all the modal double face cards. Well, that's what and, I was just going to say. You you felt like you had to buy 20 mythics. Yes. Like that's and, not something that ever happens. Yeah. And then like a bunch of rares as well. Right. Yeah. There's like, and I still haven't got like any Nissa's like Nissa's is a card that I wanted. I'm like, well, no one else oh, well. seems excited about this card. We'll wait. Yeah. I bought my borderless Nissa's. Oh, nice. How much were they? Um, I don't remember. Ten bucks, maybe. Okay, so they're coming down a bit because, like, they were way more than that initially. Yeah, but yeah, I got uh, all of the um, dual lands. I got borderless. They were three to five dollars a piece. Yeah, I I have the the bordered ones because I used a bunch of CFB credit and they didn't have any of the borderless ones, so I bought a bunch of the, the the regular ones. I might get more of the the other ones. We'll see. But yeah, it's yep. just. It's just been so expensive. They're, like, it's rare that you have a set that is like, "Hey, you have you need to buy like six or seven mythics. Mm-hmm. You also need to buy a playset of five rare lands, plus six, then, six rare lands. I'm sorry, oh. uh, I've only been playing Magic for twenty something years, and <laughs> this is the first time they've been like six, right? And then." All the other rares, right? Usually, like, it's like core 20 where you're like, oh, there's like 10 cards or 15 cards that, like, might see play. Mm-hmm. Just like, no, all of these cards will see play all over the place. And it's just like, excellent. Yeah, I made two TCG player orders, and I think both of them were more than 100 cards. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just keep, like, yeah. cards keep showing up. I'm just like, yeah. oh, this is probably not good. Yeah. So, our Discord-supplied topic for the day. I don't know who supplied it or who asked the question. Uh, Mal. Mal. Mal in Discord. All right. 
wants us to speculate as to like what mechanics are in upcoming sets. Yes. So we will do our best. Yeah. Some of these I had a little bit more information on than others and some ideas for, and this is something that we don't normally do. So this might be an interesting show. (laughs) We will see. Yeah, we will see. So the first up is Keldheim. Mm -hmm. And this is the Viking set that we've been promised for a while. Yeah, quite a while now. I think that, was it last year? Everyone was surprised when Throne of Eldraine wasn't Keldheim. Yeah. Because everyone just thought it was going to be that because of the name had been copyrighted and all this stuff. Like there'd been all this, like all this legal legwork and everyone's like, Oh, when they do this, the set's coming out shortly. thereafter." Some of the the artwork for the lands looked vaguely Norse ish. And some of the storybook stuff, people kind of attributed to like a Norse set also. Yeah. As opposed to being like a fairy tale, let's say like knight King Arthur kind of deal. Yeah. All right. So, James thinks that a freebie, and I agree, are mm-hmm. the modal double face cards. Yeah, I mean, we already know we're getting the other four pathway lands. Yeah, um, and, I, and I assume that they're not going to just put four double face lands in the set, and then like, yeah, that nothing wouldn't make else. Any sense. It'd make it really hard to print, I think. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, they printed like the one lonely bolus. Oh, that's true. And I guess we did get five flip walkers for origins. Yeah. So, I mean, they could maybe do it, but it seems a little weird to just like have that in there. Yeah. So I may have mentioned this on the show before in a pre-show. I think that if they're going to do double face cards, mm-hmm. they might do, I feel like they have to be two permanents. We talked about this last week that like, you can't put two spells as a double face card because that's just a split card. Right. Right. But you could put two permanents or a or you spell could put a and a permanent. permanent. Spell. Yeah. Yeah. But my guess is they might do something where they have a legendary creature on the front side mm-hmm. and then the back side is like an equipment or a vehicle that is associated with that person. You know what they also might do that I just thought of that rolls into one of my speculations here. Okay. Is they could they could do a legendary something on one side and then the story of that thing on the back side. Okay. Like as an enchantment or a saga. Yeah, the only thing is is like I don't know if they want to print sagas into standard when we already have sagas. Yeah, that's a good point. I just felt like there's a lot of storytelling in like Vikings or Norse myth- Norse mythology or whatever and like sagas have proven themselves to be a good way to like tell a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walk somebody through the steps, beginning, middle, end, like here's your story. Yeah. But like you could see like, I don't know, they couldn't, he couldn't be Thor. I guess it's like, could he? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Could like Marvel have like trademarked Thor since he's like a Norse god? That's a great question, and I don't know the answer. Welcome to Legal Podcast um, <laughs> with your host, not Brian Gottlieb, um, yeah. who would actually know this answer, maybe. But like, you could do like. Was he a great lawyer? 
I don't know if he was a copyright lawyer, but I mean, he he probably took patent law, or like Maybe. at least or like something. I don't know. He has a better chance of knowing the answer to that question than I do. Oh Just yeah, like if if an organic chemistry question comes up on their podcast, they can call me. I right. got their back. But you could you could see like Thor and then Molmir on the other side. Yeah. Something like that where it's like, oh, I already have the legendary creature, mm-hmm. but now I want his weapon or her weapon or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, it's a... Oh, it, that that's actually a really cool idea. Thank you. Uh, R&D, Morrow, my number is... I hadn't even thought of that. That's a great idea because that, that gives your legendaries more... Utility. Like usefulness. Yeah. It could utility also be it could also be like a vehicle on the back where mm-hmm. like you know you have a legendary creature that's like a three four mm-hmm. and then the vehicle on the back crews for three. So mm-hmm. that creature could crew their vehicle. Yeah. So that was my thought of how you could kind of do them in like a storytelling way mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a nakedly powerful thing. Right. Yeah. And like those don't break magic. Unlike some of <laughs> some, like the, the land ones. Yeah. So, well, I mean, other than the dual faced lands, I don't know that we're going to see lands lands on the backside of these. Uh, I, I hope not. Cause I mean, I think that was just because Zendikar was like a land set. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. But in like, I don't think you could do it again because you've used all the single colored lands. Oh yeah. Like like you can't like have like, Oh, Hey, I have Agadim's awakening with a black source on the back. And the next set I have like, I don't know, whatever black card on the front, a black creature on the front uh, at mythic. And then it's another black land on the back. And it's like just the same card. Now we're playing Pokemon (laughs) or no, is it dragon ball? Is it Dragon Ball where you can use your, but like any card as a land? Um, Kamehameha. I have no idea. I have not associated myself <laughs> with the Dragon Ball TCG. <laughs> I'm pretty. I, I think it's Dragon Ball. CP was telling me about it the other day. I think you can just like use any of your cards as a land if you want to. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't think they want to do do that again, but I think there is space to do some interesting stuff. Particularly, mm-hmm. like I said, with legendary things where you only want to ever draw one. Yeah. So then this gives you, like you said, a way to get, get more out of them. Yeah. Like uh what was that the old mechanic? Like Splendor Grandeur? Grandeur where you like discard extra copies to get an effect. Yeah, like if you had a copy of it, you could discard a copy to do something. Yeah, wasn't that just like a future sight mechanic? Yeah, yep. The problem was is like it was like horrific. Like none of the effects were like worth it. Right. It's like draw a specific card, discard it after you have this other one on the battlefield, and like give a creature plus two plus two, and it's like really, really. That was a lot of hoops to jump through for that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I had to draw my legend and play it. You did. Right. Then I had to draw another one. You did. Then I had to pay mana and discard the one in my hand. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is not at all good. This yeah. works in no format. You get trumpet blast. 
Yeah, you get trumpet blast. Exactly. It's like, oh, could I just put trumpet blast in my deck? No. Oh. So there we go. Yep. So then, what's the other? What's the next one that you have here that I'm a huge um, fan of? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see this. It's snow. They've said that snow permanents were gonna come back at some point. I know we had some in Modern Horizons. I don't think that really counts though, because that's not like a real, not a real set, but like a standard set. Yeah. Um, and being, you know, Viking world, there's definitely snow, right? I mean, there has to be. Yeah. So I definitely think snow's coming back. So the the pros for that, or I think it's something that is easily understood, is like, oh, I have to use a snowy land to make a snowy mana. I don't think that's too hard to do. Right. I guess, do they put the lands in the packs on Arena? They don't, do they? No, they don't. So, like, it's oh, weird. Oh, that would be odd. Right, so like, would the land, would the snow land basically be a common? Like, how would they do it on arena? Because you have to be able to draft the lands if you're the snow deck in limited. Well, I mean, maybe they just take away. Yeah, maybe they just take away a common and give you a land, or maybe they give you sixteen cards. Yeah, but then that would change the layout, right? Because it's three rows of five. Huh. There could be a drawback of like how you would do it on arena. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's right. a good question. So, I mean, it could, like I said, it could just be that they put like that lands have that packs have two lands, Yeah, right? You have your like regular land and then you have your, what's it called? Your snow land. Well, I guess they've done in like, was it the core set? Haven't they recently done the thing where they take out where like the dual land, is in the basic land slot, like the con- yeah. But we didn't have human drafting for that though. We only had bot drafting then. But then that would still have to display the same number of cards, right? But yeah, I guess so. See, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I don't, don't really remember, remember how they did it. I don't really remember. Yeah, because like the were the gates in the land slot? No, they weren't. Uh, no, they might have been. Right, so yeah, I I guess I don't know, but I think snow. We have it later on. We can just talk about it now. I think snow is probably the most speckable thing. Yeah. Of of these. So. Yeah, I think too. Like I was trying to come up with specs on all of these, and like snow was the only thing that I was able to think of specs for. So. So we'll t- well, how about we talk about that now since we sure because we already have about snow. Yep. So. Snow, as you guys may know, has shown up in three sets. Yep, we had Ice Age, Cold Snap, and Modern Horizons. And so Modern Horizons probably has the most powerful cards. For oh, it definitely s- has the most powerful snow cards. Snow cards? Well, I mean, other than, other than Mom. Is Mom a snow card? Oh my god, you don't know this? No. Yeah, Dark Depths is a snow permanent. Oh, when you said mom, I thought you meant mother of runes, and I was so confused. Oh, come on now. Who wins in that fight? I mean, Dark Depths Yeah, every time. <laughs> so, yes. So, other than Dark Depths and Scrying Sheets. Yeah. Which, um, you know. So, 
There's Merit Lage's Slumber, which is mm-hmm. an enchantment that, like, is it the number of snow permanents you have melt it? Or you add permanents to it? Um, I think whenever it pops when you have a certain number of snow permanents, I don't think it uses counters. Okay. I then think you just need, like, ten snow permanents and then it pops. Okay. Then there's Dead of Winter. Mm-hmm. It's uh, two and a black. And is it all all creatures or your opponent's creatures get all negex, non negex. all non snow creatures? Yeah, get negex negex, and x is equal to the number of snow permanents you control. So a super cheap wrath, and it's actually currently played in Legacy. Mm-hmm. The the snow codex play it. Yep. All right, and they're cheap. Yes, you are correct. So whatever merit lages slumber or another snow permanent enters the battlefield under control, scry one. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 10 or more snow permanents, sacrifice Merit Lage to slumber. If you do, create a Merit Lage, a legendary 2020 black avatar token with flying and indestructible. Yep. So, foils are $1.10 right now. Ooh, pick them up. Yeah, I mean, again, how big of a degenerate am I? Just the foil thing is just selected on TCG. <laughs> um... So then On Thin Ice is the one mana white like enchantment removal spell, chained uh-huh. to the igloo. Basically, yeah. Yeah, you just um, So you put it on something on a snow permanent, it has to be a snow permanent. And then you get to exile something until On Thin Ice leaves the battlefield. So it's a one mana like exiling removal spell that has to target a snow permanent. So it gets much better the more snow permanents you have in your deck. Yeah, and then Glacial Revelation. I have no idea what this is. This is all you here. It's a three mana. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put all snow cards in your hand. It's like okay. two and a green. Uh, look at the top six cards. Top Put six any cards. number of snow permanents from among them into your hand. Mm-hmm. 24 cent lightly played foils. See? Yeah, yeah. Speckable. Speckable. And then the last one, I guess I don't know how much they are, but Ice Fang Coatl? Yeah. I know they were at one point around like three or four bucks. I think but they that went was up before some. it started seeing a bunch of plays, so they might be more now. Yeah, it might not be very speckable. The Odie that I go back to a mm-hmm. lot is Into the North, which yeah. is the snow rampant growth, one in a green, search your library for a snow land and put it onto the battlefield tapped. Mm-hmm. So it's just a solid ramp card that is like probably borderline for modern. Mm-hmm. Like rampant growth isn't modern legal, but it right. might see play if you had enough like interesting snow lands to go get. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you just threw in here scrying sheets. Yeah is uh i've it had a brief moment where it was like 25 dollars when modern horizons was announced i think I, they're still kind of expensive yeah like they were five dollars and like they were played in scred yeah. so it's like a land that taps for snow and you can pay is it one on a snow and tap it look at the top card of your library and put us and if it's snow permanent like reveal it and put it into your hand yep that's exactly what it is it's currently 16 dollars. yeah like so Again, not super speckable, but like mm-hmm. if there is it's also sn- kind of a prime candidate for a reprint if they do put snow in, you know what I mean? It is. Like it's not an overpowered card. 
Yeah. But it's also a card that if you had them at $16 and they announce Kaldheim has snow yeah, and they don't make this announcement by like showing spoiling scrying sheets, it right. goes to like $30. Oh yeah. Like instantly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those cards that like you could just spend, you know, $64 on four of them and mm-hmm. they could be $3 because they, they it gets a reprint. Yeah, or you'd quick double your money. Yeah, so it's what is your what is your uh, tolerance for risk mm-hmm. in that? Yeah, so the the older snow cards are for the most part garbage, right? I mean, and that's just because we live in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen and twenty twenty and magic have happened. Uh, yeah, they were they were mostly bad before that, but they're <laughs> like, I guess oh. I guess Boreal Druid. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about Boreal Druid. It's uh, green for a 1-1 that taps and makes a snow mana. Yep. So it's like a yeah, snow a mana. Elf. Snow mana. Yeah, colorless snow mana. So it's like Well, a, it, it's a colorless mana, but since he is a snow permanent, it's a snow mana. It, yes. Yep. So, like, that is also, like, the snow mana war elf. Yeah. I think he's kind of expensive, too. Is he? I think so. Oh, man. Two bucks. Okay. It's not hor- horrible. I mean, it's expensive for a common or whatever it is. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a, com- it's a common. It's a common from, like, a set that wasn't very open, right? Like, Cold Snap wasn't, like... it's an Yeah, Cold people- Snap was in kind of a low of the game. Yeah, and it was, like, weird because it's technically supposed to be the follow-up to Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, 10 years too late. Yeah, like, 10 years after the fact. Though, yeah. because I'm a purist at heart... In my box, in my sorting boxes, it goes yeah. Ice Age and then Cold Snap. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you guys belong together. Yeah. All you garbage snow permanents. <laughs> um, can all hang out at the same place. Yeah. You can all try not to melt. <laughs> um, so then, what is your what is your next thing that you think we might get? We already talked about sagas a little bit, and I've kind of you kind of convinced me that they may or may not be in the set probably won't be in the set just because we just had him in Theros. Yeah, it would just um, be like a year apart from the previous sagas. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same token, like, it is something that they said they liked and they were going to use regularly. And, like, Dominaria and Theros weren't that far apart. Yeah. No, I was just saying, it is a popular card type, but it's just like, yeah. do they want to... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the fall set after... Well, I guess not this fall, but, like... Yeah. Like when Theros rotates out, if they don't make more. more sagas, yeah, like almost immediately, like just every two years, we just have sagas are like a staple of standard. Yeah, the only other thing that I think is going to be in this set that's not necessarily a mechanic is that I think this is going to be warrior tribal. If you think back to Throne and how like it kind of had it wasn't a mechanic, but it had like a knight tribal theme where there was just a bunch of really good knights that played together well. I think it kind of makes sense to have, you know, Vikings and warriors be in the same set. And we've kind of had some plants through, like, the sets that will be in standard with this. We have the uh, red-white warrior lord. Uh, was it Kargan, whatever his name is, yeah. from Zendikar? We have Kargan Intimidator, Cowards Can't Block Warriors guy, the two-drop three-one. Yeah. Um, Nahiri, the new Nahiri cares about warriors. Uh, makes warriors too, I think. 
Yes, makes a one-one warrior. Uh, seasoned Hallowblade is the uh, Adanto Vanguardy kind of card. Um, it's a three-one warrior for one and a white, and you can make an indestructible by discarding a card. I think. Yes. And Hectos is a warrior, so I think those are some some reasonable plants for a warrior deck. And like I said, I don't think it would surprise me that Keldheim is kind of a warrior themed set. Yeah, like. And- I'm going to kind of lump this into something else later in the episode. So just remember, I said this is a warrior set. So, like, I could see them doing something similar with what they did in um, uh, Throne, where the Knights was a three-color, like, it was like a random wedge. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was a wedge. It was a Mardu. Right? Like, you could see this being, like, like a shard, being like Naya. Or Could something, be. so it's not just red white, so we don't have red white warriors in like back to back limited environments. Yeah, but like you could see it being like red green with like a little bit of a white splash, so you could mm-hmm. get like the red white or green white warriors deck or the full on yeah. Naya warriors deck. Yeah, makes sense. the uh, The only thing that makes me think it might not be Naya is that I'm pretty sure we're gonna have um, commander decks for Keldheim and. One of the commander decks for Zendikar was Naya. Okay. So maybe this is Mardu then? Yeah, it would be weird though if they did like Mardu Knights and then like 18 yeah. months later they're like Mardu Warriors. And then you have a list of random names as possible planeswalkers. Yeah, you don't know this... any of these, huh? <laughs> I know I know I know the last two. Okay. Uh Ramaz is from I think the second duels with the Planeswalkers game. He was like this big shaggy, not not big. I mean, he was actually kind of thin, but he was this really shaggy looking, like red beard, red hair. I think he had a couple braids in his hair. Very Nordic looking gentleman who was the big baddie for like that game. You were battling against Ramaz with your deck. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that like in the lore, he's from... Keldheim because Keldheim was like even before they announced the uh that we were going here Keldheim was already a place Keldheim was one of the plane chase cards so Keldheim was a place that existed and I'm almost positive that they said he was this Ramaz character was from Keldheim okay I believe you yeah take my word for it so I'm pretty sure that Ramaz is going to be here I also think that Kazmina is going to be here. I'm pretty sure that there somebody at some point has said Kaz, Kazmina was from Keldheim also. See, and, I thought Kazmina might be from Strixhaven since she's like seemed to be like a wizard that taught people. I, I'm pretty sure that they said she was from Keldheim. I, I could be mistaken, and I mean thematically, she does fit much better in Strixhaven. But uh, her like her costume looks kind of like she's dressed for cold weather. Like okay. doesn't she have like a big coat with like big furry cuffs on? I, I have think. no idea. <laughs> I've blocked most of a War of the Spark out of my mind. So Okay. Sure. And the other one that I thought was um Ingrath. Like he kind of fits with you know the like he could very easily be like a Viking or whatever. He's you know, got the temper and I think he, 
in his lore, he he was like a blacksmith that got like pulled away from his family or something. Okay, and like he he's a he is a pirate, so he is seafaring. Right. So, um, okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many returning planeswalkers versus new planeswalkers they want in this set. I don't know if they're still doing three planeswalkers per set, but those were three. And I'm, I'm like ninety eight percent sure that we're going to get Ramaz. I guess I'm not sure if Kazmina is actually from Keldheim or not, but I thought she was. And then Angrath, I think, you know, has a reasonable chance of being from Keldheim. And I think like people would be interested in seeing what his daughters look like too. Okay. So I think that's it for Keldheim, unless you got anything else you want to throw in there. I have nothing, nothing uh, uh, to add here. Next up is, um, Morrow and the Sorcerer's Stone. I mean, Strixhaven. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that they said that we'll have modal double face cards here also. I think they said they were going to use them in the next two sets. Yeah, I think I remember hearing something like that. So, yeah. More so modal double face another, cards. Yep. I think that's another freebie here. Again, um, since we're wizards, it could be Legendary Wizard. And then the back is the spell they're known for casting. Oh, so it I could be like it could something. be like a, a like a legendary sorcery on the back. I just thought of something. Expelliarmus. Would, <laughs> would a legendary creature with something different on the backside be awkward for EDH? Uh, follow up. Have they cared about anything or anyone in the last eighteen months? Follow up. I think EDH is the only thing they've cared about in the last eighteen months. Fair. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it could be a Lutri situation where they're like, Lutri's so cool, we just have to like ban it. Yeah. But like, if they did, like, we have planeswalkers that are legal as commanders because Wizards just wrote, this is legal as a commander on it. Right? Like, yeah, but I think planeswalkers are a little bit different than, you know, a legendary creature. It's like having a two, like a two for one in your command zone that you could also like because I don't think the spell the commander text would apply to the spell on the backside. Just like infinite Armageddon so you just like yeah, you're, you're... Just, yeah whatever's on the backside you just get to cast with no commander text every turn for the rest of the game. Hey man. I don't know. But yeah, true. I, know. I mean I mean it could also be my my legendary creature with the uh equipment on the back. Could yeah. be like awkward as well. But Yeah. Yeah, but like you could I don't know. You know, the boy who lived casting like Expecto Brodronus. Bro <laughs> and it's like, I feel like I know this, but yet it is not suable IP. So I think yeah. we're good. <laughs> so my first, uh, my first spec for Strixhaven, I'm already not sure about. I feel like I heard somewhere that the wizard houses were monocolor. I feel like I heard, I feel like I heard the same thing, or at least it makes sense. Wait, like this is, this is like, this is what they do though. Right. Like they, they like break the world up into the colors of mana. So it would make sense that you have like, you know, the angry fiery house and you have the death, doom and gloom house. Yeah. You have the like rigid law and order house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like that makes sense. Well, I had also thought that shards might fit. Like instead of breaking them up into monocolor, 
if they broke them up into the five shards because we really haven't had like a we really haven't had a shard set right since shards um, we had wedge, we had wedges twice we had the wedges being cons and Ikoria. Ikoria. Yeah, we haven't done a shard in a while that I can think of. Yeah. So, no, I could see it. So while I was writing this, I thought that shards were a good idea. And it might give like the world more depth and be easier to design cards instead of monocolor designing in shards. But then I got thinking about the mana, and the mana doesn't seem right. Because we already have really good mana in standard right now. Like the best mana has ever been for a small standard. Yeah. Like have we ever had a small standard where a four color deck was the best deck? No, no. Cause I mean, we have the, we have fabled passage. We have mm -hmm. the temples. Right. We have so we the got triumphs. all 10 temples. Yeah. Do we have all 10 yeah. or do we only have five? No, I think we got all 10. Oh, yeah, because they're in, they're they're in Theros. In... Yeah. Yeah, so we have all 10 temples. We have the Triomes. They mm -hmm. were Passage. And then we'll have, by this point, all 10 double face lands. Yeah. So mana's going to be pretty good. Yes. Yeah, so, like, you could do a shard and, like, have it actually be playable. Well, I mean, I was also thinking that I don't know how good they want the mana to be. Like, do they want us to have the other five tri lands? Um, like, if we already have the rest of that, do we need the other five tri lands? Yeah, I guess it's hard because if they, like, they'd have to give them to you in limited. Yeah. Because like you couldn't just you just wouldn't be able to play anything. Right. Well, I don't know. They didn't give you the we didn't give you the lands in Ikoria. They just gave you really good fixing for limited. Like you had them at rare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But they didn't really impact the limited environment. But yeah, you just had good fixing. You're right. Yeah, but no, you could. I could see something like that, but I do think you're gonna have like, like the monocolored houses, mm -hmm. and that fits well with uh, throne. Like that mm -hmm. might give you a reason to play like some That's of the adamant cards. Yeah, it also plays with Theros because there was devotion in Theros. Yeah, so like there's. There's pros and cons, but I do think you're going to have, like, you know, five wizarding houses and, like, I don't know, a sorting toboggan or something. <laughs> a sorting toboggan. It can't be a sorting hat. Like, an arranging, yeah, an arranging cap or something. <laughs> and will, we like, have a, will we have a bludgeoning tree? A bludgeoning tree. We'll have a... A cup of really hot air, as opposed to a goblet <laughs> of fire. Like it'll just, it'll be all super close. Yeah, it'll be super close. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a play on Horcrux, but I, I can't. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the mana is good, so it does kind of give them the freedom to just like go nuts and do whatever. Yeah. So, I do like the idea of you're just like, what else can we think of? Wizard tribal. Yes, I think we're gonna have <laughs> wizard tribal. Uh, obviously but if you um, think about it right like if you're like let's say your vikings yeah. are broken up into warriors and rogues right like some this is something that i was going to talk about later but yeah okay crap i should read these notes closer no you're fine <laughs> but we like talk about have, it now we have warriors and rogues right yeah. so like your vikings some can be warrior like some can be a little roguish 
right? Yeah. And then like for your your Strixhaven, you have like wizards, and then you have like g- like clericy wizardy people. I don't know how that works. I don't know like I know clerics are a little more like re- uh, religious, but yeah, they can be like some cleric action going on, and then you've like filled in more party stuff mm-hmm. for when we go to party time. Yep. Right. That that's next. Yes. So <laughs> I have one more nice. one more thing for uh, Strixhaven because okay. I couldn't think of any other mechanics. So it was Wizards Tribal and Shards maybe. I don't know what other mechanics would be in Strixhaven like unless you, you had an idea. I mean, you could bring back, like I said, like legendary sorceries. Like, yeah. Again, where you like tie a spell to a like you could have like the the like each head of house be a mythic. Yeah. And then, like, you have a rare that is the spell associated with them. Yeah. So kind of like they did with, like, the Planeswalkers yeah. from Dominaria. It, was, it, was, it wasn't all Planeswalkers, because I guess, yeah, Yagmoth didn't even have a card. Right. Right, like, was it Yagmoth's Vile Offering? Yeah, but, and uh, didn't Gerard get a Legendary Sorcery? He got a Saga, didn't he? Oh, that's right, it was a Saga. Right, but you could do something where you're, like, each of the heads of the five houses each have a spell. Yeah. And so you have like legendary sorcery as a spell. And then you could have like two, like you could do two color spells as well. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, maybe they had to team up. And so then yep. you have it like mythic, you have their two color spells. Mm-hmm. So that's the only other thing is like kind of leaning into like, you know, wizards with like some sort of cool spell identity. Yeah. And then the last thing I had for Strixhaven was the Planeswalkers. Teferi, obviously, like, would be very much on theme for a wizarding school. But he's been used a lot lately, too, so I don't know, like, how much more they want to use him. Like, we just had a whole core set to Teferi. I don't know if we need another more, Teferi right more now. Teferi. And then we mentioned Kazmina might also be from Strixhaven. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, purely wizardy, like... Yeah. Um, planeswalkers, like we already have a Narset for Mycoria, right? Like she's kind of like oh, the wizardy, spelly planeswalker. Yeah. So yeah, like that could be that. Like you get like some combination of Teferi, Kazmina, mm-hmm. like both of them, or like one of them, and then you get one to two new, yeah, planeswalkers. Like the the only other one that I thought might fit here is uh. Rowan and Will. Yeah. But again, we already have a card for them in standard right now, so I don't know. I mean, what if, the, what, if, what if the Karn father finds his way here? Does he, oh, like, be cool. he likes to hang out at schools. He does. Yeah. And he's like very a, worldly. Yeah, and like a non-creepy, like, you know, he's allowed to be there kind of way. Oh, he's yeah, like, no, definitely, schools. yeah. He, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't, like, <laughs> he's not, like, you know, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> These wizarding school girls stay the same age. <laughs> like nothing like that. Nothing like that, card father. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Yeah. All right. And then so ne- next up is Forgotten Realms. And this is kind of where I was gonna pull all that class stuff together. Okay. Um, because Mel had specifically asked about party in Forgotten Realms. And I don't think Party is going to be in Forgotten Realms. I don't think so either. I think it's too close. 
Yeah. To have like a non evergreen mechanic show up again. Right. But they and then no, go ahead. As they could do something that like they're going to do something that feeds off of party. And yeah. like the the classes. So like I guess I don't know enough about D and D to like throw together like what they could do that like cares about your adventuring group. Yeah. But like you could definitely see, you know, uh, like really strong call outs to like class specific equipment, mm-hmm. let's say, or, you know, like level up. You think level up comes back? It could. It's not mechanic. Just like no one likes it. The last couple times they've used it, it's been slightly better. So like the last time was hex drinker. And the time before that was Warden of the First Tree. Oh, okay. Well, well, it, Warden of the First Tree wasn't level up though. It, that was well. Uh, it was it was very close to level up. It is. It, it's like, oh, what is the? It was functionally level up. Yeah. What is the white card? The red white, uh, one um, drop. That's like in every cube. Uh, but it's like red white, and then like it used like yeah. you pay. Red white, then like red red, then like red like red white, red white, red white, red white. I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, I can't remember. Um I can see it. It's got two glowing eyes. Yeah, but like it was basically a function it was like a color shifted version of that card. Yeah. Um But uh yeah, you could do something like that where like, you know, you you level up like hopefully they don't go like crazy and start having us roll like D twenties. <laughs> I hope not, because people would be rolling a lot of uh, spin downs instead of d20s, and they are not the same. They are not the same. Yep. Right, like, you could have, like, you know, like, what are, like, like, I think even if you don't play D&D, like, the concept of, like, a perception check, or, like, a charisma check kind of thing, where, like, a a card might have, like, charisma or something and like maybe it allows you to like block in a different way or attack and not be blocked as easily banding <laughs> no <laughs> i mean that was the first thing that popped in my head when you attack or block differently yeah no i thought of that too but i was like there's gotta be my first thing was flanking also a hard pass oh yeah also no but um but no, something where like maybe some of those like classic like character sheet like things mm-hmm. or character building things come into the game where like you know where it's almost like a functional reprint of something else where it's like uh, a creature with lower power than your charisma can't block you or something. Yeah, and well, there's like a way to like increase. Y- hmm. I mean, that's just kind of like skulk, though, right? Yeah, everything's kicker too. So. Like <laughs> we can, we can, we, if, if they complain, well, ever that's just skulk. It's like, yeah, well, welcome to the club. We can only have so many ideas. Yeah. We just, we just got to reskin them. Have and you that's met how Kicker? We end up with companions. Yeah. Yeah. We run out of ideas. We're like, this is new and fun. Fire. And D- we, different. Let's go with different. Yeah. Yeah. It's replayable because you play yeah. the same game every time. <laughs> every time. That's not what replayable means. I think you're gonna they're gonna try really hard to pull in like D and D stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a shot right now. Okay. Bag of holding gets a reprint. 
<laughs> okay, I think that's probably a freebie, right? It's gotta be. They can't they can't have a D and D set and then take the card that is directly from D and D and be yeah. like, you know what? No, this is this is where that card should have gone the first time. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you, what do you think the chances are for uh, Sword of Dungeons and Dragons? It's already it's already in Silver Border, so probably not. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, based on their secret layer uh, reprint policy, like Silver Border doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. We can just do anything. Right. Whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other things that are like D and D related that would you know easily kind of fit in the magic world. Yeah, I couldn't really think of too much. Again, Keldheim was a lot easier than the rest of these were. For Just because it's way closer. Well, not only is it way closer, but we know more about it. Like yeah. It's already a place that we knew existed, you know what I mean? Yes, this is true. Um, so, like I said, Mal had sp- specifically asked about Party in Forgotten Realms. And I don't think that Party is going to be a mechanic in Forgotten Realms. Um. But while I was thinking about it, I had noticed the way things were kind of laying out and how like Zendikar was like the rogues were a little bit more pushed than the other classes as far as like constructed playability goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, They're a little bit more powerful than the rest of the classes. And then I think warriors are going to be in Kaldheim and obviously wizards are going to be in Strixhaven. So I don't think that Forgotten Realms is necessarily going to be the cleric set, but like what you said, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some other way for your class to get paid off in Forgotten Realms. Yeah, and if you think that like, you know, if all the other like classes in Zendikar, let's say they were a seven mm-hmm. and they made rogues a nine, right? You could see that in each of the following sets, they're like, okay, we're going to make warriors a nine. Right. And everything else is seven. Then we're gonna make wizards a nine, and right. then clerics is the nine in um, in Forgotten Realms. And it doesn't take much, right? Like, yeah, there's already a couple good clerics. Like, it you know it would just take one or two more at like well probably two or three more at rare mm-hmm. to make like clerics a playable tribe. Yep. And I would my guess would be that they want at some point during like the life cycle of like uh uh Zendikar rising for like either mecha- uh the party mechanic or just like the various tribes to be constructed playable like legitimately constructed yeah. playable no i think you're right like rogues is close now mm-hmm. but i've actually seen a bunch of it on arena lately yeah but it's it's not really there right it's close though it's close. Like it's, you know, the the one mana one one flyer that like you can sack and mm-hmm. draw a card. Like yep. if that was, I don't know, Siren Storm Tamer, right? Or you know, if like the activated ability was more relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I like think the Lord is good though. Yeah the 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 Lord is good. Uh, you know, if you had like a like a a really powerful three mana like Flash Rogue. Yep. Like I guess I guess Brazen Borrower kind of fills that role, but like one that fits the mill theme. Yeah. Right, just just something to push it a little bit more. And mm-hmm. like Warriors has the Lord, has the rare yep. and Zendikar, but needs like, you know, a really push like one drop. 
Yeah. And, you know, something else on the top end. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, you know, there's, you know, an annex for lords. It's mm-hmm. just like this, like, that lets you go long with your lords or with right. your warriors. So, yeah. like, they could just give that to, like, you know, give that little boost to each class. And then, like, at the end, you're like, oh, hey, I have, mm-hmm. I can play clerics or I can play rogues and it, like, not be embarrassing. Yep. After they ban Omnath. Um, <laughs> yeah, because nothing will matter until that happens. Nothing will matter. Because, like, you know, quick diversion, right? Since we're, as we said before, we're not playing any real tournaments or any real stakes. Yeah. Like, you're in that, like, part of standard where you just get to YOLO <laughs> and just, like, play whatever. Because everyone's just kind of like, I can do whatever I want because I don't know what the best deck is. And it's like, deep down, they're like, it's Four Color Omnath. But they're like, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. I, but I can, I can do this now. It's fun. I want to play Azera Sand. It's like, cool. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen to you? Someone's gonna omnath you, and you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be omnathing people." Oh, All right. Yeah. So then, the last set here. Well, hang on. I okay. had one more thing for Forgotten Realms, and I don't know that this is necessarily a mechanic, um, but I kind of went down a weird rabbit hole on Reddit and ended up on like a. I don't even know what you want to call it, like a D&D conspiracy theory forum. It was re- a really strange place of the internet. Okay. Um, so there, I guess there was a new D&D book that came out, like Icewind something or other. Okay. That I guess like in the D&D story, the last few books that they've come out with, there's been like random like pillars, like stone formations that have been showing up in the story that nobody knew anything about. And uh, if any of you guys know any more about this and want to chime in and fill me in, because I don't remember all of the details of this random story that I read like two weeks ago, feel free to correct me. But I guess there's been like these stone things that they didn't really give any information about in the D&D story other than saying that they exist. And supposedly that's how they're going to tie Forgotten Realms to magic is that these stone things are going to activate and it will let planeswalking like enter forgotten realms like back and forth. Interesting. See, yeah. now my first thought was when you said I did a deep dive on Reddit, I was like, Nazis? <laughs> did you get the Nazis? Because I felt thought all deep dives on the internet ended up at Nazis at some point. I mean they do, but <laughs> it's like I got I got to this uh uh uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons conspiracy site, and it was just about like I don't know Minotaur Nazis, and it was really weird. It's like oh, oh, so okay, at least we didn't get the Nazis, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, like the the anti uh, immortal sun, more more planar bridge, where it's like oh, these all yeah. turn on, and like it's a it's a Stargate. Yeah. So like there through. there are planes in D and D, but they're not. It's not like a multiverse. They're like like in Magic they all kind of exist next to each other and you like go between them. Yes. Supposedly that's not how it works in Dungeons and Dragons and they're all like alternate realities. So when you move from plane to plane in D&D, it's not the same as moving from plane to plane in Magic. So it's and- less like a place, it's more like a time. Right, yeah. Ish. Yeah, so now we're now we're in a situation where the the reality that Dungeons and Dragons is just happens to be a plane we can hop to. 
Uh, well, that's supposed to be what these stone things are. Okay. These stone things are going to be the way for you to move to Forgotten Realms. Gotcha. So there's that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. It was just, like I said, it was some random thing that I read on we're, a Reddit we're, deep we're, dive. We were deep in the internet. Yeah, way deep, way too deep. Okay, and then the last thing mm-hmm. is perhaps... I don't know. They've done so many weird things with magic. I was uh-huh. going to say, this might be like the the weirdest like announcement that they've done. <laughs> yeah. But like, then we had Rick Grimes in magic. So I don't know. <laughs> so we have two Innistrad sets that are right. both supposed to come out in the fall of 2021. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're both going to be fourth quarter. I don't know if they necessarily said they're both going to be fall. Okay. Like one, one might be like early fourth quarter and one might be like winter fourth quarter. I'm not sure. So there's going to be Innistrad werewolves. And Innistrad vampires. So. And I actually thought that Innistrad vampires was a better fit for clerics. Like okay. if they were going to push, um, like push the cleric tribe or class or whatever um i think there's a lot of vampires that are clerics anyway right yeah i mean what is his name viscerous here is a vampire cleric yeah it's just off the top of my head i'm pretty sure is he a wizard i don't know he's a vampire that has a second job yeah but i'm pretty sure there's a lot of vampires that are clerics and that like just in a in general feels probably more clericky yeah i mean like you can warrior have warrior like- or whatever and you can have werewolf rogue, werewolf warriors. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, spirit rogue things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could, you could see like Innistrad werewolves being the fall set and Innistrad vampires being the like winter set mm-hmm. in like 2022. God, we're really far out here. Uh, no, they did say that both of these were going to be fourth quarter 2021. Okay, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, because they did list them together. So, like, yeah. I guess the first thing is, is it can't possibly be two 300 card sets. I don't believe so. I don't think they've said either way. And I was actually thinking this, like, as we were talking, as you were doing the introduction to Innistrad. But yeah, I'm pretty sure these are going to be like a return to small sets. Will it be like 160 cards each? Okay. I mean, they could be bigger if you, like, like recycled a bunch of cards. Like, if all the humans are the same in both sets. Oh, no. This isn't, like, their way to do, like, Innistrad or Shadows Remastered, is it? I hope not. Me too. But, like, could you, you could see, like, you know, all the townsfolk being the same. Yeah, and but then just, just the like, thing that that hunts them is yeah, different. Being different, could, that could be. So then you get like a bigger set that like drafts better, or yeah, like that, that would make like not that wizards cares about the secondary market, but that would make all of the humans. Yes, because they'd be like two sets of them. Yeah, yeah. They they don't care about the secondary market until they can sell you uh, five fetch lands for two fifty a uh, a box. <laughs> yeah. Then they're like, we don't know what the fetch land, what the secondary market is, but strangely, these cost exactly what they would cost you to buy them on the secondary market. Weird, right? I don't know how that happened. 
we just asked an intern to price it and this is what came up with um yeah. so um so for Innistrad you have uh for Planeswalkers and Werewolf Town Arlen Cord yeah Arlen Cord yeah, is like the only Werewolf Planeswalker right yep and then yeah there we go Soren and Lily for the vampires yeah like, I'm not I'm not actually sure we're gonna see Lily yeah um, but I think Soren for sure like like he is yeah. Innistrad supposedly Lily's like hiding from Kaya I think because Kaya's trying to kill her right now yes something like that but I don't know that she goes back to like the most obvious place for her to go back to yes and then, of course, for werewolves, we're gonna get transformational cards. Like, yeah, they have to do that every time they go to Innistrad. I really don't know what else to think. I I worry with us going back places, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like I didn't get to play the first Innistrad, but everyone just talks about how amazing it was. Yeah, and then like the shadows block was fine. Like, I don't know, maybe like I'm just grumpy but like i wasn't like oh this is so evocative and such an amazing top-down design well didn't like i think the problem with shadows block is that it just got like i mean overshadowed right by eldrazi time well by eldrazi time by eternal masters and by kaladesh like it never got a chance to shine by itself was it was it kaladesh into shadows was that it uh no shadows then kaladesh so it was BFZ, and then you had Eldrazi's everywhere. That's and right. Then in between Shadows and Eldritch Moon, Eternal Masters came out, which was like not something Wizards had ever done before. And then we had Kaladesh. So you went from all of the Eldrazi being the only thing that mattered to Energy all of the Eldrazi. The thing. <laughs> yeah, like the like the like you know the limited. It might just because we had seen double face cards before. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, like, oh man, like I get to make a werewolf, and oh, it's so cool. Yeah. So like, so I, I don't know some of the like neatness of these like cool like planes kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, how cool was uh, Ravnica? The third during time? our ninth set there. Yeah, it's like. Eh. <laughs> well, I mean, that one did break multiple formats, so good job, our ninth set yeah. on. yeah like at some point like the the like neat story aspect of like the guilds kind of goes away yeah like it's kind of hard to keep like telling that same story yeah and having intrigue has to end at some point it can't just be intrigue forever and like and having it matter right and it also seems like you know they've been putting like their worst intern on like making the story for the sets. So I haven't read any of Zendikar's story of you. Neither have I, but I mean, just like the fact that like it effectively went away, they were like, yeah, this is important. Yeah. And now they're bringing it back, but I don't know if they're like bringing it back with like the same care. Yeah, I have no idea, but yeah, like just keeping going back to these places over and over and over again. Like, I think you lose some of the like, neat new story thing yeah so you know, j- just my two cents not not that i'm like super story focused but like the the neatness of like mechanics and things mm-hmm. uh because like i know that they were trying to tell a story with skulk 
right as like a mechanic but it just kind of like was like you know it wasn't like ooh like mm-hmm. i get a f- i get a feeling of the world because of skulk it was just like right. okay you can't block it cool well i mean we've talked about this on the show before also but i think part of the reason like i don't know if you want to call it the magic has gone or whatever but part of the like disconnect between story and the game also i believe comes from the fact that we're not doing blocks anymore it's so much harder to get a whole story into like one set than it was to get it into three sets you know what i mean yeah like i feel like uh like take theros beyond death if that was like even a two set block right like set one is elspeth escapes the underworld right and all those trials and tribulations then step Set two is Elspeth confronts Heliod, mm-hmm. right? Which I think she did. Like, I don't know. Like, it just you know, all seemed like smushed together. And, and then, like, randomly the Titans were thrown in there. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, but it just seemed like there was too much going on yeah. to have any of it be coherent. Yep. I mean, same thing with Ikoria. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff in Ikoria. I have no idea how it relates to each other. Yeah, big things, people live in cities to get away from big things. Um, Somewhere, someone in Japan is like, give me back Attack on Titan. (laughs) And then, like, I don't know, what's his name? Coppercoat Outcast is like, Luke is making friends with animals so he can, like, hook up with, like, the guy's daughter, and then he decides he doesn't want it. It was just, I don't know. Like, Make your story simpler so I can follow them in like one set. Give me like just give me the A story arc here. Yeah. If you're only gonna give me three hundred cards to understand the story, no time for B story arcs. Right. Just just A story. Just hit me. What do I need to know? Mm-hmm. Like big monsters, check. In cities, check. We fight, cool. I don't need like love life and palace intrigue. Right. Big monster fight, Godzilla, rah, run, cool. Well, I mean, story. there was also like a whole thing about the, uh, like the legendary, mythic mutate cards and how like they shaped their triome or something. And then uh, they there was like the, the, the what's, those behind them. What does the Ozolith do? No one knows. Nobody still knows. Yeah, it it, it still costs five dollars. Yeah, you put counters on it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I don't know. Do better with your story, wizard. Yeah, like Wizards is listening to us right now. Hey, we are an <laughs> influential group of podcast hosts. Our Discord is our tastemakers. We are a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. Yep. So, Morrow, if you're listening, legendary creatures with, with their weapons on the back. This is Gavin. Gavin's clearly <laughs> the story guy, right? Gavin. Better story. <laughs> Less story. Le- More meaningful. T- tighter story. Tighter story. After the intern who got a C in English comp gets done with a story, give it to the intern that got a B in English comp <laughs> and have them tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, Do we need this whole D story arc about like a magic shiny rock? Probably not. Can the magic yeah. shiny rock still be in the set? Sure. It gets like one line of flavor text. It's a magic shiny rock. There we go. Done. 
<laughs> it glitters as you walk past. There you go. Ooh, mysterious. Right. Who so, knows? Yeah, who knows yeah. what the Ozolith holds. So, of course, this week on Arena was the weekend I didn't go on to Arena. And it, it was the weekend where they were just giving away gems for no reason. Oh, I com- that completely like missed. I completely forgot that you weren't on Arena. Yeah, yeah. they gave away gems and gold. Yeah, I, I, oops. Yeah, Sorry, the buddy. other reason the other reason I found out was like I saw a tweet from Amy the Amazonian at like eleven o'clock Sunday night that was like two days in a row stonks on Arena, and I was like, I could get out of bed and open Arena and get one hundred free gems, or I could go to sleep. I choose sleep. Sorry, um, man. I should have a better friend. That's fine. Like, I I, I doubt that mine going to be uh, made or broken on Arena by 200 gems. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't... I did the Friday uh, thing, mm-hmm. the, uh, the F&M at the Home, thing. and we are now on day three where I have not opened Arena. Yeah. Like, man, I'm like... That's part- like a record for you. Uh, now that there's a tiny terrorist, he sometimes demands uh, tribute. Um, but um, I like I'm ha- I have like a blue red wizards deck that I have uh, not played a game with that I drafted. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I really uh, like red in this this limited environment. Yeah, red is very good. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I'm gonna just blow saffron all up right here. So I was watching a Saffron Olive draft. I turned it on. I was just looking for something to like occupy my time while I was feeding the baby. And he gets a pack with uh, Thunderous, whatever the one in the red deal for. And uh, Roiling Eruption. Okay. And he took Roiling Eruption. And I was like, nope, baby, we can't watch this anymore. (laughs) He took the worst removal spell. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um... Is that the worst removal spell? I mean, I, I might I might not be on board with you. I don't know. One I, of the I think I just think royal eruption there. Uh, I think one of the red deal four versus one of the red deal three. I'll just well, like I know royal, you royal eruption can go to the face. It can, but I don't know. Just, yeah, but like you get you'll get another one of those. You won't get another uh, thunderous thing. Like I was just like no. I, 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 don't, picked, I don't think I've ever wheeled a royal eruption. I have. No. They, they've they've come around late, but mm-hmm. no, I would. I, I don't know. I feel like I would have taken the the uncommon there. Yeah, I was just like, baby, we can't watch this anymore. I can't have you like <laughs> learning bad habits. Let's 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 find something else. And he was like, I agree. I was like, thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you. Good call, baby. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like. I've not been like engaged in standard. Like yeah. maybe I should be. Uh, there's part of me that's like, maybe I'll just be the monster and play blue black mill, just crab people and just call it good. Or well, playing that green black deck in standard. Um, I have drafted this set. I think more than I've drafted any other set though. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm still drafting it. I think I, I hit platinum and then it reset and I'm back in platinum again. And that's yeah. never happened. I think I'm in gold three right now. I think I've only done like one one draft after the reset. Yeah. And maybe I'm just not a maybe I'm just not a diamond level uh drafter because I went down to gold <laughs> and went six three immediately and I was like, ah, excellent. <laughs> but I also changed how I drafted like I think 
I only have like one five drop in my deck. Everything costs like three mana or less. Yeah. I can always like get my feet underneath me before like I got run over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then the next draft I was like, ooh, red mythic flipland. Ooh, blue mythic flipland. <laughs> Take them all. Take them all, yeah. Daddy needs gems. Um <laughs> But Yeah, but no, I, there hasn't been a lot that's like drawing me to arena right now. Like I think I've hit that point of like I'm not really paying playing in paper, and like the thing I want to do is I want to like play Pioneer, right? And like that's the thing I can't do. Mm-hmm. And like they decided they would do Kaladesh Remastered instead of Pioneer Masters, and so oh, that's soon, right? That's soon, yeah. It's like November, December. Yeah, I think I think it was November. Yeah, so well, it's coming up soon. Fun, that'll be fun, yeah. That'll put some new decks in the uh, historic. And, like, again, I, it's a question of, like, what random things do they throw in Kaladesh Remasters that have no business being in Kaladesh Remastered? Like, Looter Scooter? I mean, well, maybe they put it like that, just put it in just so they can ban it in, like, three weeks. But, like, the Rest in Peace Collected Company Thoughtseize Pact of Negation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I guess they can, like, pull from the, um, the inventions? Oh, yeah. Right, so they like kind of like they pulled from the invocations. We're gonna for... get Mox Vopal. Um, I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> like Pithing Needle, though. We can get Pithing Needle. We can get Pithing Needle. We could get like Sculpting Steel. Not that anyone would play that. Soul Ring. <laughs> I mean, I guess for um, Brawl. Gonna want Soul Ring. Yeah, but like I don't know. You can't put. Saw ring in historic, right? It's not like like every deck would just be four saw rings. Yeah, I mean you could, you could ban it though. Hey, would you like to get open a saw ring in your pack? I would. We're gonna ban it. It's not so, a real pack. Are they gonna do the? I guess there was no. You just had to draft almond kit. They didn't sell packs. No, you you could buy packs. Wait, I mean, it's just digital, though. I mean, it's you know what I mean. Like the pack costs a dollar or whatever it is. Yeah, but like again, people would get all up in arms. And yeah. again, Wizards doesn't care about anything or anyone. But that's true. They, I would, I don't know. I feel like that's like a lot of backlash. Yeah, for, it could be. I mean, or they could just make it craftable. It could just be like a brawl only card. Yeah. Right, like they've not done that where they don't have a card in a pack. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't uh, Arcane Signet. Oh, yeah, you're right. There was no way to get Arcane Signet other than crafting it. And Corvold and Tulane. Yeah, so, you know, I get you could, like, put some of the the more Brawl-friendly... Yeah, Command Tower. Yeah. The, the problem is, right, in theory, they would only be available for Historic Brawl. And Historic Brawl is an unsupported format. Right. It's a thing that doesn't always happen. Well, have you seen, like, this is old, like, they were like, hey, Wizards, how can I play Historic Brawl? And they're like, make your deck, then you direct challenge with a friend. Oh. And it's like... Well, no, they they run Historic Brawl events Every so often. Yeah, they they did it for an F&M at home. Uh, Big big Daddy uh, Colorless Ugin has has been... uh, (laughs) 
has been primed and ready to go with new colorless lands from Zendikar. We are down to only having one island in the deck. And uh, that artifact-y thing. Oh, yeah, it's in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, pay six and get three of them or whatever? Yes, please. Oh, no, 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 the other one. It's like a five-drop, makes your colorless spells cast Oh, yeah, cost uh, Forsaken Sanctuary? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, it's in there. Oh, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. Man, between that and Ugin, you can, like, cast your entire deck for free. For <laughs> yes. free! Yes, you can. Here we go. Well, there was a, uh, uh, what's his name? Krim, also yeah. known as the Agent Avenger. Um, he posted an MTG Goldfish video that was him playing that deck in Historic. Mm-hmm. That's just like Ugins and Mana Rocks and Forsaken yeah. Shrines. Yeah. I got uh, poor Four Color Omnath got rolled. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> You're supposed to be better than this, dude. But he was not. <laughs> so, I I long for the day of having to, getting to play tournaments I like care about. Yeah, me too. I have no idea when it's going to happen, but no, neither do I. Neither do I. Hey, we should um like as soon as they announce that paper events are going to happen again, we should like go to wherever the first one is. I've I've thought about it. Like just like when they announce it, just be like, hey, wife. I'm going to yeah. go away for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, like, I might have to fly there, but... Yeah. Wherever it is, I think we should just go. I, within reason? Like, I don't want to fly to, like, Tokyo or some shit. Like... Well, no, I meant, like, <laughs> on this continent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wherever it is, is like... The... I don't think I have a valid passport right now, so okay. I think it would have to be within the U.S. Okay. Within the continental U.S., check. I'm pretty sure my passport expired, so yeah, I think mine's still good. But yeah, we get like if it's in Seattle or something, just like we can we can find a flight to Seattle, it'll be fine. Yeah, actually, I think flights are cheap there right now. Flights are cheap everywhere. <laughs> this is true. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think we should definitely try to find a way to like, you know, if they like if they just like announce like a GP Vegas, mm-hmm. just be like, all right, we're gonna go to like GP like some giant like four day magic tournament. Like, I don't know. I'll just post lectures on YouTube and be like, Hey, here you go. Hey. Nobody's showing up to my class. Anyway, just do this. Yeah. Just do this. The six of you who show up are just going to have to watch these videos. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, I got the fever, the magic <laughs> fever. There's only one cure. More cowbell. <laughs> GP. Uh, Wichita. GP Wichita. <laughs> Come to the Cornhusker Center. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care where it is. Oh, like, okay. I think if they were like GP Roanoke, come to the Bergen <laughs> Event Center, I'd be like, I'll go to the second one. Thanks, guys. I'll go to, I'll go to, uh, I'll go to the second one. Not Jones in that bad, huh? <laughs> Have you been to the Bergen Event Center? <laughs> yeah, when I qualified for that, uh, what was it, Invitational? Yeah. Yeah, that that place. Oh boy. It was uh, there were two bathrooms and like one of them broke like ten minutes into being at the <laughs> event. It was rough. Yeah. It's also the first convention center I've ever had them like search my bag and made me get rid of food. Oh wow. Yeah, they're like that. That can't come in here. 
Like, so I'm a fruit snack. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming you have a wide array of uh, food for me to choose from. It's like one wheeled cart of like microwave Chick Fil A sandwiches, and I was like, "Oh, this is some pull. <laughs> this, this is no good. No trail mix for you. No trail mix. Yeah, you gotta go out to the car to get the trail mix. No, but yeah, I'm on I'm on this plan. Right. So, with that, with our our hopes of one day traveling and seeing other people. Hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. Uh, if uh, you would uh, like to meet us at this fictional event, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. I mean, it's not completely fictional. It's going to happen at some point, right? Right. Uh, uh, right. Ho- hopefully. Would Would you We're, go? Would you go to this fictional event if it was a command fest? Uh. Oh yeah. See. See. Were they? Would they have side events? I don't know. Do they have side events at Command Fest? Is it just you playing Commander well, against different people? Command Fest is a side event. I mean, but what if it was just no? Like in DC, like they did like just a Commander thing. Oh, they I did like did, two did just have... full on Command Fest. Like all it was was Commander. If they were running like Mystery Booster drafts alongside Command Fest, I would go. Okay. So okay, back back to the outro. Back to the outro. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can drop us an email at show at casual tryhardmtg.com. Don't forget if you're looking to pick up any Zendikar Rising cards or anything else, please use our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, anything you purchase after following that link will get a small sliver of to help keep the show rolling. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get early access to our show notes. I usually post them the day before the show goes live. They also get access to our pre-show ramblings where we talk about whatever is on our mind while we're setting the mics up, getting ready to record. Uh, Usually I post those the day after we record. And patrons also get access to our Patreon-only finance Discord channel. Uh, it's a special room in our regular Discord channel where we talk about you know, financial specs, answer questions about when to buy into cards, when to sell out of cards, that sort of thing. There's a link on our Patreon that'll you know, drop you right into that finance room. If you want to participate in the Discord channel in general, we have a link on Twitter, a link on Facebook, a link in the description if you can't get in through any of those links you can shoot us a message at any of the above places and we'll send you a personal invite lots of cool stuff going on in our discord we had some pretty interesting discussions today about a certain zendikar rising card we got anything else going on i don't think so so with that i think we got a show and we will Mm -hmm. catch you on the internet well i'm gonna catch you at the next magic event thing one day one day.